It is time for all things Gators, all things orange and blue. Dan Hicken. Yes. And Frank Frangie and Pete Alonzo. Trying to set efforting Pete Alonzo for today's podcast. I don't think we're going to get him. Uh, But what a uh, wonderful performance at the Home Run Derby. As uh, you're a Pirates fan, your guy went up in smoke. I don't know what happened to him. He was no good. Uh, Yeah. Here's news bulletin. His dad has big arms, by the way. Who is his dad? Did he play? No, he's just a guy. Golly. He has big arms and he wears the pants way high. The, uh, the, two um, That's Josh Bell, by the way. Yeah, for Josh, those and Josh no Bell. Gator relation there. No, and there's no. And, there's, and a pirate going up and smoke isn't all that big a deal. But yes. I, I do want to do this about Pete Alonso. Yes. When he was there, we knew he was good. Not but, this good. Nobody no, knew because Schwartz is the guy. Yeah, he was the other guy. Yes. You know, Schwartz was hitting all the home runs. Yes. And Schwartz had the 19 as a freshman. Yes. And Pete Alonso was, and I said, wow. And then and then and then the bomb in Omaha to dead center. Right. We all we all remember that one. Right. I talked to some of my, my baseball guys, my Gator baseball guys. I said, "What are your memories of Pete Alonso? Uh, hit himself in the nose in BP. That's right. Uh, the longest home run at still at the new stadium at the College World Series. Right. The dead center. And a game winner against Missouri, or the three that stood out to him. Uh, Pete hit three seventy four his last year. Right. And but only 23 career home runs at right, Florida. Missed right. some time with a, a broken hand, I think. Or broken, I think it was a broken hand. He wore the face mask at one point. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but Pete Alonso was real good, but nobody saw this. I read a story about him somewhere in pro ball here in the last couple years. He got with a guy who they didn't rebuild his swing, but they made it, quote, slump proof. Right. And if you see, it's pretty, you know, hands low, right to the ball, off he goes. So, um, yeah, he uh, – I think what I – you know, because everybody's rookie, hit the wall, whatever. Dude, his average has gone – he was hitting about 250 right. about six weeks ago. He's now hitting 282. Right. He has 53 extra base hits for the Mets this year. The Mets' record is 80. Right. He has 30 home runs for the Mets this year. The record is 41. He's going to shatter every power-hitting Met record right. in – in the team's history, and he's also doing some things that are unheard of, you know, all time. So as a rookie, so, uh, but watching him win the Derby was I didn't think he'd win, Frank, because all the pressure was on. Everybody was picking the polar bear. Right. right. He was the guy. He was the. Right. Cho- so I was like, ah, oh, he probably won't win. He's had too many. But he, it worked. Two things worked out for him. Uh, he was the high seed, so he got to go second. Right. I think that makes a difference. Yeah. You know what you have to get. That's right. And and he also had good matchups. Right. You know, he got Santana in round one. Santana only hit 13. Right. So even though they were booing Alonzo, right. he can hit 14 in his, with his eyes closed. Right, that's right. Although his cousin, I don't know what the sliders he was throwing. What are you doing, cuz? Uh, it must have been good, though, because he won. <laughs> but, uh, but I thought the same thing, short-arming that ball, dropping yeah. down. The, uh, Dino Ebel, Ebel uh, right. was the best uh, right. pitcher of them all, in yeah. my opinion. The, former Sun Skipper. Yeah, the, uh, but here's the cool thing. Yeah. I, you're all over Twitter. It was all Gator Nation. Yes. Did you notice that? Yes. The cool thing was, right. Gator. I wondered who would be on Twitter. Yeah. It was a lot of because I follow all the old sure. and the sure. baseball guys, Kirksey and all them. It was all Gator Nation right. was all over Twitter. Well, there were Gator emojis and there were. Did you notice that? Yes. All over. And we've talked about this before, in terms of Florida. You know what? Former Gator had the best MLB career. Yeah. He's already in the t- in the yeah. mix. Yeah. Yeah. He'll he'll trump barring injury. Yes. There, the gap between he and whoever we decide second, yes. Wilkerson or whoever, will be a, the, an ocean. I looked. Okay? I, I did some a little bit of looking, and it's hard. Wilkerson would be one. Right. Eckstein would be one. 
Okay. Robbie Thompson would be one. And if Robbie Thompson's in that conversation, right. there's but, not many guys. Well, Robbie Thompson probably has the most all-star game appearances of any Gator in history, too. I don't think anybody else. I mean, two. Yeah, Wilkerson didn't hit 200. I think he's like 150. Yeah. Uh, Remember, Eckstein, he started out as a pitcher. Right, right. Eckstein, because he was on two World Series champions and won an MVP in the World Series, right, right. certainly deserves some mention. I, I love David Eckstein because no matter how good he was in the bigs, Frank, yeah. every year – somebody want to replace him because he was too right. little. Right, that's right. Right? Well, and, and I'll tell you a story about, and again, this is near to my mm-hmm. heart because my team. Sure. The Ecksteins, I don't know if you know this or not, but when David Eckstein played at Florida, yes. his brother was the third base coach. Right. Rick Eckstein. Right. Very, really smart baseball. Right. Player. Rick Eckstein has gone up the ladder okay. as a hitting coach. He is now the hitting coach for the Pirates. Oh, he, he, I did not, not know the that. Assistant. He is wow. the main hitting coach for the Pirates, and David is a special assistant for the Pirates. And Rick Eckstein is getting all the credit right. for Josh Bell. The Pirates now wow. are the Pirates are leading the National League in runs scored sure. since May, and Rick Eckstein is like this superstar. Good for him. So he'll probably be a manager. Good for him. For a former Gator, yeah, which is kind of cool. They're a baseball family, right? Baseball yes, guys yeah. through and through, and right. and and yeah, I I love I love that. So I have a friend who grew up with him. And played against him, and it was like you know nobody ever you know he would never have been the guy you picked, right? Right. But right. he just kept going and would not you know that yeah. you know when you're a little guy you got to yeah. be first in line, be that guy, and he was that guy, and it's it's great. But you know Stanley was another right. you know, but Mike there's not Stan, I forgot about Mike Stanley. Yeah. You know yeah. Ruskin from here, right. three four years in the bigs, but, there, but there's not a lot, bro. Well, you said it best. Robbie Thompson played in two All Star games. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. And that's the most ever. Yeah. Well. Alonzo's one away, right? You know, okay. So, but he'll, but he will be. Alonzo will have more home runs than any Gator in the Bigs in four years no if he keeps going this way. I mean, and here's the other question: apart from comparing them to Gators, mm-hmm. if they now everybody thinks they'll bounce back with the ball next year, they can't, they can't, they won't keep putting this ball in play, right? But that and that has to be mentioned. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah, but assuming they don't make too many tweaks to the ball next year. Or in coming years, how many is he going to hit? Right. I mean, I mean, in his career, right. This is a guy. He's twenty four. He's twenty four years right. old, right? And he's going to hit forty this year at least. Oh, he's going to hit way over forty. Yeah. This. He's, yeah. He 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 will hit. I'm a I'm a Mets fan, okay. Frank. Yeah. If well, he, you know, I watched got? David Wright go through the home run derby and then hit about three the second how, half. How many's Alonzo? He's got, got thirty. He's got thirty. Yeah. He's going to hey news bulletin. <laughs> and he's going to hit forty. Okay. So, but anyway, so it's fun to watch him. It's yes. Fun, it's fun to watch. Get on Twitter mm-hmm. and Gator Nation. Yes. Is blowing up. No, it's fun, and it's fun to talk baseball too, and have have someone like Pete. And uh, you know, I, I've told you this before, but my story when I was at, I was at a, uh, a regional after the draft uh, it had to be after the draft. Right. So, uh, one, uh, but I was somewhere with P. Alonzo in Gainesville watching baseball, and I yelled at him from the sand. Well, Sandy York in a couple of years, right. Pete. Right, you know right. me, I'm not obnoxious <laughs> uh, ball fan. But anyway, yeah, so good baseball stuff. But uh, let's talk some football as well. Uh, the magic number is nine, Frank, and I want to ask you this, get your opinion. Is that nine into the transfer portal? Is that a concern, or is that just the way of the world now? Because most of them are kids who yeah. have gotten passed by younger guys. I think it's two things. Mm-hmm. I think it's partly the way of the world. Mm-hmm. I think it's also partly a, a team in transition. We were talking about this on our show yesterday. Mm-hmm. There's so much discussion about – about Mullen losing recruits. This right. recruit didn't get in. This right. guy wasn't academically eligible. This guy decommitted. Uh, we all know the Jalen Jones, Chris Steele stories. Uh, so, so there's so much discussion about this. I had to pump the brakes a little bit. I, I had to, whoa, 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 whoa. One more. Whoa. Okay. okay. Extra whoa. 
He's only been there one year. He's right. coached one season. Right. The, everything is be, – but because it was, it's Florida, mm-hmm. it was so publicized. Right. Him getting off the plane with the chomp and everything was so publicized. Right. Then the first season was so extraordinarily good mm-hmm. and well publicized for how good it was. Right. It feels like he's been the Florida coach for 10 years. Yeah, it does. He's coached one team. <laughs> so – you're in transition, old mm. recruits that you inherited, new guys, your new staff. You'll change some staff members. You're not quite sure. Uh, you know what? My Miami guy, I'm going to put him in uh, uh, Fort Myers this year. Cause I'm right. Like this guy. Still, that's a feeling out process. Sure. So if he's in year three, mm-hmm. and year three, year four, year four, even year three, and now everyone's in the portal, and this guy's decommitting, mm-hmm. and this guy's got to go to JUCO, well, then I'm going to panic. Okay. But we just got there. I mean, do you, suge- do you agree with that? I or? think that's a fair point. You're suggesting as well some of these kids maybe were encouraged to go to the portal. Well, which, and that's what always yes. happens with a new coach. That, right. That's a new coach thing. Right. So so for me – And I, it's not like these kids are transferring to Alabama um, and to, uh, uh, you know, uh, Georgia and to – you know, it, it, the, I we're going to Las Vegas. Right. We're going to Pitt. We're going to Jackson State. Um, so – uh, Georgia Tech for Antonius Clayton, which, you know, because of the Collins connection, right, I'm right. sure. And I hope he can find something. But, but he, he was never going to help Florida. Never going to help Florida. Not right. going to play, you know. So I, I get it to a point. My bigger concern would be what's going on with the 2019 recruiting class. Right. As of this uh, podcast, four have not made it. And three more have not enrolled yet in Summer B, right. which started July 1st. So... I think that's a concern because my question, I guess, was they had to know some of this going in. Right. Was there some recruiting panic going on? Hey, we're 19th. we got to get in the top 10. Let's take a flyer on this yes. kid and hope. I, I, I don't know exact thoughts about recruiting, but there are some challenges there. And it's not going to affect this year's football team, Frank, but if you have what was a ninth-rated class, well, if, if you lose six of them, it ain't the ninth-rated class yeah, before I, you even play it down. I totally agree with that. Yeah. And, I, and, again, I'll go back to what I said a minute ago. Mm-hmm. I will worry way more about that sure. down the road. But I think you hit it. I think they were behind in recruiting. Right. They had some openings. Right. Let's take some chances on guys. Uh-huh. I don't think but, – but here's what I do. Like, Jalen Jones notwithstanding, I don't know enough about him. All right. But the guys they took chances are are academic guys. Right. They didn't take chances bad on bad guys, character. Bad guys. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't sense that they took chances. No, I don't think and, so. And I think a new a new staff will do that. A yeah. New, a new staff will take chances on mm-hmm. on on academic guys. I'm okay with where they are. Having said that, mm-hmm. we've all seen enough classes, Dan, some or staffs rather. Some staffs are better coaching staffs than recruiting staffs. Right. Uh, when when there's so many veterans there. So many guys like Hevesy and Gonzalez and Knox and that have been around a long, long time. Right. What I do wonder, and they're very good football coaches. Very good coaches. Okay. But do um, they lose the recruiting edge? Are there not enough good recruiters on the staff? And I don't pretend to know the entire right. makeup of the staff to know that. Right. I don't want to talk out of turn. Sure. But, and if that's the case, you have to fix it. Correct. That's the thing. If you have to go get some hired gun recruiters. Right. Then every staff does. And he that. might not be. A, we'll make him the yeah. tight ends coach, yeah. but uh, right. this That's guy right. is going to reel me in four out of Miami That's every year. Exactly right. Yeah, and, I like this kid. Yeah, and Flor and, and and Mullen, Mullen has only been a big time head coach one year. Correct. I don't care how many years he was at Mississippi State. Uh, understood. Florida. Okay? Right. So he's got to feel that part. Right. Out. When when you're at Mississippi State, 
you put together a staff mm-hmm. that can find the diamond in the rough. Right. Okay. Right. Um, that, that Nick was a quarterback. The quarterback he just did. Mm-hmm. Nick Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. You find you you have a, have a, you need to have a staff that has enough connections mm-hmm. to find diamonds in the rough. Right. When you coach at Florida, yeah. you have to have enough guys who can go head-to-head with Nick's recruiter, yeah. with, with Nick Saban's guy, yeah. Kirby Smart's guy. It's yeah. a different staff. Different it's, world. It's, a, it's not a guy that's – you're not finding diamonds in the rough anymore. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. trying to wrest the five-star from Clemson. Yeah. It's a different paradigm, yeah. and it takes a while to get that in place. So I, I do believe that. I'm not making excuses. you got to start getting those fours and fives. got to start getting some fives. It's the other big point. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. have to get a couple. All right, one more issue I wanted to bring up with you – and we're, we're, this originates out of Jacksonville, so understand the biasness. But I thought, well, we know Kirby Smart's feelings on the Florida-Georgia game, right? right? We've, we've discussed that. Dan Mullen was at a charity golf tournament last week, and he said, you know, we understand the great tradition. He threw in a butt. You yeah, know, the changing yeah, landscape right. of college football, we'll see. Right. Uh, thoughts on 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 the future of this game which locked up through 2021 for those who don't know to be played here in Jacksonville it means a lot to this city uh but what about the changing landscape of college football do do you anticipate anything happening there I think this will be one of the last bastions Mm -hmm. of of the the tradition of college football but I believe the game will stay in Jacksonville Mm -hmm. I we have we being Jacksonville not we being yes Jacksonville has fought this before. Yes. There have been times when the home-and-home concept has reared its head. Yes. This isn't the first time. Correct. And this is the most recent time. Mm -hmm. And I think Jacksonville will fight that off. Mm -hmm. I think the Jaguars will get involved, too. I think the Jaguars want that game here, too. I I don't know if the Jaguars – if they started from scratch. Right. I think the Jaguars might love to have a 50,000-seat stadium right. or 55,000-seat right. stadium that would fit their, their model better. Right. But because they're not, I think they love what this city's – and I think the Jaguars, just the way they got involved with the Gator Bowl, right. will get involved with Florida Georgia. I don't think Florida Georgia will go anywhere. I do think what you will see is right now the main reason it's here mm-hmm. – there's two reasons it's here. Mm-hmm. Not, and, and we all talk about it. Two reasons here. Reason one, they make more money right. by playing here every year than home and home. Correct. They make more money. It's a big chunk of change. Right. It's more money. Yes. And and there's a tr- the tradition to it. Right. The second reason it stays here is not the Gator boosters. Mm-hmm. It's the South Florida Georgia boosters. It's that booster and that big 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 money guy in Sea Island. Right. And big money guy all all through South Georgia. Right. That tells the North Georgia boosters, you get seven games a year. Right. I get one. Right. We're not moving my one. That's and right. And I will fight, and he will and he will go to Greg McGarity, or the president. <laughs> Or right. Whoever he has to, and says, "I'm not losing." Sure. This is the biggest day of the year for me, right? And I give you five million a year, right? And if you want my five freaking million a year, yeah. you're not moving the one day, right? This is my day, yeah. And that's what's gonna. And I think South. So this isn't a Gator issue, sure. Dan, Mull, you're right. Your point is Dan Mullen didn't pound the pulpit and say we're staying in Jackson right. forever. I, right. I, I get that. I don't know how he feels. Yeah. About it, I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. Would he? Does it? Would he think a trip to Athens was cool every now and then? Yeah. And would love to get Georgia in the swamp every now. I don't know how he feels. I about think it. it's certainly an issue to keep watching. I tend to agree with you. And Jacksonville has dealt with this before, um, numerous times. And, and and the contract comes up. We also have a mayor here in Jacksonville is very proactive about right. sports and right. feels strongly about it. So that that can only help. He in fact recently told uh, uh, me that, you know. After he got elected, the first thing he did is call both athletics directors right. uh, at, at the time 
uh, back in 2015. So just to get some movement going on the contract. So anyway, we'll see. 2021, it's here through then. So, I, I, But I do think it's something worth keeping an eye on. I do too. And, I, and, I, and don't be complacent about it, Jacksonville. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I do think you'll see a contact, uh, contract extension this year. I think that will mm-hmm. happen this year sometime. Um, uh, media Days next week. Can you believe it? Yeah, how about that? I mean, it just, you look up and here's Media Days. I can't believe it. I mean, that, that's hard to believe. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and, I, and you know, I go every year. Yes, you do. The, I, I will be interested to how see. How many is this now? 30 or something you've been to? 30. This will be 36, <laughs> I think. This, Dan, they've had, I think, 39. Yeah. I think this will be 36 for me. Wow. Okay. I regret the three. I apologize to the <laughs> listeners. Um, I, I think that's the number. The, um, or maybe something like that. Hey, um, Maybe it's 35 and I've been to 32, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so how will the Gators be perceived here? How, the, how, Gators how? Are, uh, uh, the Gators are going to be perceived well. The Gators are going to be perceived as they're going to finish just behind Georgia in the picks. Uh, but there'll be, there'll be some trendy. They'll get some first-place Eastern votes, I believe. I think, a, I think, the, I think arrow pointing way up yeah. when the – when the Southeastern Conference media gathers to yeah. talk about the Southeastern Conference, in my opinion. Yeah. I think Do you agree? Close. Yes, I think you're yeah. close. They won't get very many first-place votes. Mm-hmm. It'll still be a landslide for mm-hmm. Georgia. Mm-hmm. But now I think there will be a significant gap between Florida and the other five teams in the division. Okay. I Before, the last recent years, Georgia's been picked one. Right. And then they've lumped the others together. Sure. South Carolina and, and yeah. Kentucky will get to – this year it'll be Georgia by far. Right. Florida, a distant second. Okay. But I think that this, an equally distant whoever's third. Yeah. Kentucky, South Carolina, Missouri, yeah. pick your team. So I think there'll be an equally distance there. The other thing, too, is this whole Felipe Franks thing. Right. I can tell you that people in Gainesville, mm-hmm. Mullen, the people close to Mullen, mm-hmm. Mullen thinks he's going to have a gigantic year. Yeah. He thinks – I can tell you, mm-hmm. Dan Mullen thinks Felipe well, – They were Franks, raving about him in the spring, He thinks quietly. He, I mean, he thinks he's going to have a uh, Heisman candidacy. He's not going to win the Heisman Trophy. Mm-hmm. But he's going to have a Heisman candidacy, um, maybe move into the first round, 32 touchdowns, seven picks, um, 3,000-plus yards – Huge year. Well, if that were to occur, you would think that would translate to a huge season. You know, Felipe Franks said this a year ago, and and it was preposterous at the time, Frank. Think back to a year ago, and it was Florida Media Day, and we were there interviewing Felipe Franks. I'll never forget this. So he's talking, and he says, he says, you know, what he what he's working for, what he wants. He goes, I want them to build a statue of me out there one day. Right. And he even paused and had to kind of couch his bet and say, hey, you know, I know that sounds kind of crazy, but that's the way I should, you know, kind of. But right. he said it in an honest moment. Right. And and at the time, you know, certainly a lot of chuckling from us. You know, I mean, think about where he was a year ago going right. in. It was, well, Felipe's here. Kyle Trask is here. Where's Emery? Let's right. talk to right. all the right. quarterbacks because we don't know who the quarterback is even going to be. And again, not to say they're going to build a statue of Felipe Franks, but it's not nearly as preposterous with the expectation and what he accomplished in his last three games, four games a year ago. That's my only point. I know, and I and I, I agree with you, and I think I love that he said that. Mm-hmm. I think if he has the big year, mm-hmm. as memorable mm-hmm. as the Tebow 
statement pledge after Ole Miss was. Right. It's just written and right. okay, it's memorable in a very different way. Mm-hmm. The Felipe Franks shushing the crowd after the touchdown. <laughs> yes. Will be rem- if he has a big year. If. And, and if yes. they have a big year. Yes. Because that, in retrospect, that was his I'm not backing down moment. Right. That was what that was his. I'm not Correct. freaking backing down. You know that I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to back down here. Right. I may not. I may be great. I may be terrible. But let, and, and even if I got to shush my own fans. Right. And even if I'm, I'm starting today because the backup who was going to play got hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm not freaking backing down. And that's what that moment was. Yep. And that is a watershed moment for him. Yeah. And, and it was a. Uh, and now. He went on to play against some teams that weren't as good. Mm-hmm. He played against a bad FSU team. He played against a Michigan team that didn't care. Right. But who cares? Right. He, he That was his moment. He'll so, get his test this year. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and, and I think – well, that's right. Yeah. And I think it, he'll be a big part of the conversation. Should be fun. In uh, Birmingham. Enjoy uh, Birmingham, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Sounds like a plan. All right, my man. All things Gators, all things Orange and Blue. Dan Hicken and Frank Frangie.